You're listening to the Flame Central Podcast, your home for Liberty University Athletics. No Liberty football, no problem. We talk about the Cinderella run of LU field hockey and hear from their head coach, Nikki Parsley Blocker, as the Flames head to the Final Four. Plus, we break down the early season success of Liberty Flames basketball. That and more coming right up. Oh, look at that. First take. Boom. Now from our studio at Liberty University in Lynchburg, Virginia, here's your host, Emily Austin, with Matt Warner and Rhett McGibbon. Emily Austin here, just a little bit of chest cold going on right now. <laughs> Rep McKibben, Matt Warner with you this morning. Uh, excited to talk. You think, you know, typically we lead off with football, right. right? And that's the talk of the town. Not today. Liberty Field Hockey knocking off the number one team in the nation. Exciting times. Great to see just the, the outpouring of love that's coming into this team. Yeah, Liberty's a field hockey school. That's right. We're a field hockey school. Yeah. We'll talk to Nikki Parsley Blocker here in just a minute. Here's how crazy this is, Rhett. And I don't know that I ever would have saw, you know seen this happen. Yeah. It's a Sunday. You have NFL games all going on. I'm out raking leaves, doing all this yard work. And yet, I've got the field hockey game. I've got it in the earbud, yeah. my phone in my pocket, listening to the field hockey game. Ignoring my multiple fantasy teams, like that doesn't matter anymore. <laughs> I'm locked in on field hockey. And and that I think there were a lot of people yeah. that were like that yesterday. Mm-hmm. So many people have kind of started watching this Liberty team, love the way they play. And obviously with success comes more people right. being interested. And that was a thriller. Double oh. over well, it went to shootout yeah. after two overtimes. That was intense. I can't imagine what it was like there in the stadium. Well, it's crazy too. And the the penalty corner that tied it up for Joe yeah. Bolton, like I always say you got to be lucky to be good and right. good to be lucky. And that one, just a floater up and over the goaltender, almost caught the crossbar, but uh, the Flames go into it. How nutty was the shootout? Did you, yeah. like, watching that, I'm like, are they was, allowed to do that? Right. I had never seen a shootout yeah. in hockey. I feel like I'm learning a lot about the game this right. year even especially. And I feel like the announcer kind of was too. He didn't help <laughs> He didn't help provide a lot of detail. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm like, how long do you have? Right. Like, how how – kind of many plays can you make on it here and uh then there was confusion which we'll talk to coach block uh nikki parsley blocker about like at the end about the final goal what exactly happened there did we win did we not win like the reaction so yeah it it was bizarre but yeah yeah i think my expectation going into it though was it was going to be either like a ice hockey shootout where you just had to go forward and take a shot or in soccer where they're like okay you have to shoot from right here that's kind of what i expected almost like a penalty shot right exactly yeah where you just get to wail on it that's more or less what i was expecting and then they do this run up and all you know uh but boy i mean you think about these seniors and how much they've been through over the years and the fact that they kind of and we'll say it they got robbed last year not getting in the tournament and and coach even said it last year when we had her on how sweet is it now to be like you know what we're here now yeah and, and we're just taking down the number one team. We're know, going to the right? final four. Now now to face Maryland, another really good program. But, like, it has to be so sweet mm-hmm. for them, knowing what they went through, even just last year, getting left out to be like, all right, you can't stop us now. You're not going to get any of that, like, uh, I guess, boasting, though, no, out of this team. No. Like, Coach Blocker is the most humble coach. I've One of the most humble yeah. coaches I've met. And uh, Jill Bolton, who's been the, right. really the face of the team this year. She never gets too high either. They're always just like, yeah, we're a team when we do it together. So it's been a lot of fun to watch. And let's get to the coach. She joined us earlier this morning. Here's head coach Nikki Parsley-Blocker. 
Well, joining us now, head coach of Liberty Field Hockey, Nikki Parsley Blocker, heading to the Final Four. Has that sunk in yet for you that you guys have accomplished such a great feat? Yeah, a little bit, a little bit. It was super exciting yesterday, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> was that – you've been around the game a long time play, as a player and now as a coach. Was that the most intense game that you've ever been a part of? Mm, I don't know. UNC this year was pretty crazy as well, um, even though we won that by a couple goals. So, yeah, it was pretty – it was pretty intense, no doubt about that, especially going to shootouts. Right. I've never yeah. even been to shootouts as a coach. So <laughs> first time for everything. What is the strategy? Take us into – because I I imagine, and you're probably – maybe you're thinking 12 steps ahead so you have this all mapped out. Like, do you plan on like, oh, here's our strategy if and when we do get to shootouts. So what, what d does that strategy look like? How do you try to stack it? So uh, poor Alan, one of my assistants, he's in charge of, uh, you know, we have all of our everything on Google Drive with what, you know, what's our overtime playing principles of play, yeah. what are our, you know, principles of play for shootouts, everything like that. So about like three minutes to go in the last um, uh, end of regulation, I was like, all right, Al, we got to get OT ready. And then similar thing for shootouts. I kind of, yeah, we practice them all the time, but it's one of those things It's so different when you're doing it in practice than you know, with the final four on the line. Yeah. So yeah. I didn't know how the girls would respond, but I was pretty confident on attack with Azul just because I see her do yeah. them so often. She's so good in those moments. So I was really excited to see her out there. What are the rules of the shootout? Because I'm watching Char come in on that, that game winner and she like throws on the brakes. She backs up a little <laughs> bit. Like I'm used to ice hockey where it has to be forward motion. But oh, wow. what are what are the rules in the shootout? And what are you what are you able to do? Because it looks like it's a free for all in some ways. Yeah, it kind of is. You pretty much have eight <laughs> seconds to do whatever it takes without being illegal, of course. Like, you can't just bulldoze yeah. through the goalkeeper. <laughs> right, right. You have great, eight but... seconds, yeah, uh, just basically to put the ball in the back of the net. And, yeah, goalkeepers can actually hit the ball over the end line, which if they did that in a game, it would result in a penalty corner. Mm -hmm. But keepers are allowed to do that. So things are a little bit different, but not too much. It's pretty much just whatever it takes. There seemed to be some confusion after oh. that last one, walk me through what happened there because I'm watching, you know, I'm sitting there watching, and I'm, you know, I'm like, my wife, hey, they get this one, it's over, they win, Thank you. and you score, and then it's like, and the broadcaster wasn't helping at all. And it's, it, later. yeah, I'm like, well, I thought, <laughs> well, and, and she's kind of looking, well, and then she like, I think, I'm like, what's going on? Like, what happened? I got a couple messages from Lang, the soccer coach, We're like, why weren't you celebrating? So many people were asking, and I mean, at this point in the season, you're really tired. So I'm, I'm, I have my iPad, guys. Yeah. And I'm like, tallying, Liberty, okay. Yeah. One, we, you know, we missed yeah. the third one. So I knew going into the last one that if Char makes it, be, you know, we would just win um, almost by default. And so I'm like trying to yell at the officials. I'm like, hey, guys, we won. It's over. <laughs> it's over. Um, so it was, it was a little bit comical yeah. because they didn't signal anything. And then when they did signal, it looked like they were calling back the goal. So it was a big like turn of events. And I always wait for the official. Uh, we went to overtime with Duke last year and you just always wait for them to call the goal because sometimes they decide to do crazy things like call them back. Yeah. So. It was wild. <laughs> I can't imagine the level of emotions in that moment. Like, are they calling it back? No, they are not. Oh, we're good. I know. And I, there I am screaming like yeah. no one's listening. I'm like, we already won. I don't know. What was the team's mindset going into this game? Because like, it felt like, or at least Matt and I talking about you guys, it's that if, if they could win the Big East, it's almost like the monkey is off your back and we could really see this team take off. And that's been the case but going in you're taking on the number one team there's a mm -hmm. lot of pressure in that situation how did your team well, they obviously they responded well but what was the vibe going into the game for the group was were they nervous or were they pretty loosey-goosey 
Um, it's kind of interesting. I feel the most free ever because I'm like, I have zero expectations. Like who mm -hmm. expects us to win outside of the people in our corner? Mm -hmm. Probably not a lot of people. But I've said, and I said it to the girls um, once we knew that we had made the postseason um, after winning the Big East tournament, we just need a chance. Like I've known that for the last five years. Like I think if we would have made it in 2019, we could have made a run like this because it was a really special team. But if you can't get in the tournament, you can't win the tournament. Yeah. So that's kind of the vibes. It's like it will never be like this again. It's like a Cinderella story. Like if, Lord willing, we ever make and get back to this point again, it's not going to be new for me. It's going to be the second time that I've done it. And so – it's just this incredible, crazy, cool feeling of freedom because we've never been here before. And it's not a scary thing. Like, I think there's more pressure on someone that has expectation to to win another national championship like Maryland because they've been there so many times. So it's really cool just with the vibe of the group. They're just walking into it, like, kind of, like, wide-eyed and, like, okay, another game. Here we go. Just do what we've been doing all season. Yeah, they seem incredibly poised because you yeah. went up 1-0 early and, like, okay, all right, good spot, yeah. and then it just turned like that. Couple of quick goals, and you're like, oh, man, they're going to have to find something here late. Yeah. But it's, it, there didn't seem to be any panic. You know, you've had those yep. so close moments mm -hmm. in the past. Do you feel like that's kind of created that 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 poise that we see now where they've been in so many of these tight games? Yeah, I do. I mean, this year there have been a bunch of tight ones. Um, but I think – I can't remember what coach across the NCAA – it was the, the Delaware coach, Rolf – uh, he had just um, – maybe it was Lucas, a guy that used to coach out Louisville. But either way, they basically just posted, like, how many of the remaining teams had super seniors mm. or seniors on their roster. And, like, all of us have, like, at least seven of the wow. starters. Wow. So I think that the COVID year um, has been really helpful just because – even though we haven't been in this moment before, we've been in a lot of high-pressured, close games. Like, Joe Bolton's faced the number one team in the country a lot of times mm -hmm. in her career. Um, even though we hadn't won any of those games, she's at least been in those moments. I think it really does help just having, you know, a mature group out there. I would say because Bolton, first in the shootout, acted like it was just a Tuesday <laughs> yeah, afternoon right. out on the practice field. <laughs> like, she just coolly, calmly, and just like, mm -hmm. God. I mean, it's like, oh, this is kind yeah, of a big yeah. moment. But, yeah, they seem very kind of – level in their emotions and the way they approached it yeah absolutely for sure when the game is over and you eventually come back home but did you get a chance to just kind of look at your your senior class and what like what do you what are your thoughts and feelings when you look at them the whole year long we've been talking about like man i hope this happens for this group and we always talk about jill a lot but there's others involved mm -hmm. in this too that have been battling the whole way through just trying to get to this moment how happy are you for them as a coach that spent so much time with them? How pleased are you for this moment's here? I, I, over the moon. I'm yeah. just so happy that they're here. Like, it's kind of one of those cool God stories where, like, Kendra Jones tears her ACL yeah. several yeah. years we ago. We did a story point. on her way back right. after yes. her freshman year. Yeah. Yeah, and everyone's like, you know, that's such a hard thing to go through for anyone and an athlete that's trying to compete at the highest level that she possibly can. And, but it's one of the things you look back now and his provision is so awesome because mm. if she didn't tear ACL, she wouldn't have had a red shirt year and she wouldn't yeah. have been able to get the COVID exception. She wouldn't have been able to be here for six <laughs> years, right. you know, and I just look at that and she's one of those people, all of the seniors and super seniors for sure. But Kenny is one of those that's, it's always so cool just to have that, that hug after the game and mm. be like, Man, like we're here together, and it's so special that they're here. You mentioned Azul, and I wanted to ask, she seems like the type of keeper that, like, she wants that pressure. Like, <laughs> yeah. she wants, like, bring the big moment, bring it to yes. me. Is that kind of her attitude? She seems like she has that kind of, I don't care what happened 12 seconds ago, 
I'm going to get you this time kind of attitude. Yeah, I think you're absolutely spot on. She actually plays better. She rises in those big games. Sometimes it's the lesser games that I'm like, are you ready? <laughs> but um, she's she's incredible, and you're absolutely right. She just thrives on that big stage, and that's why I was so confident when we went to shootouts. I was like, oh, I know she's going to do awesome. Yeah. All right, Maryland, right? Yep. Fifth in the country. They they won two one both their games beat Virginia and Syracuse. Give us the scouting report. I'm have you I, I, did you yeah, already dive fun, right in? How many hours? How many hours of sleep did you get? By the way, not I, well, like five. But that's just because we got back late. right. Otherwise, I would have just went to sleep normally. I, I felt bad asking you to come in this morning because I know that mornings are not your favorite thing. They're in the not world. my favorite <laughs> so, thing. I was like, uh, this is a big ask, but I'm but gonna whatever for you guys. Yeah. Um, I mean, they're incredible. What a storied program. Like I grew up wanting like wanting to be Missy Maharg, their coach. Like, mm. you know, I grew up in Delaware. It's super close. Like, they've always mm. had such, such a rich tradition. Um, so I think from that standpoint, I have so much respect for their program and what she's built there. But, I mean, at the end of the day, we've been saying you can't make the game bigger than it is. It's another opponent. We've beaten plenty of top opponents. So I'll be really interested to get into the the scouting the scouting report and figure out, all right, what's it going to take, you know, tactically to – to you know, to beat them on Friday. Well, you say that, and you'll have to live it out if you guys advance and face a certain other opponent on the other side, hey, right? That not, yeah. not yeah, the alma mater on the other side yeah. of the bracket. <laughs> yeah, then then that you'll truly put that to the test. Yep. I'm sure. Yeah. Uh, the the weather. How much does that affect play? I know it's kind of cold. It's cold at Rutgers. It's going to be I think 40 in Michigan, where mm-hmm. where the Final Four is taking place. How does that affect? Field hockey. We kind of know in other sports maybe how how the weather mm-hmm. kind of impacts things. How does it change things if at all? It definitely does. Like if it were to drop below freezing a couple of years ago, um, Michigan hosted the national championship and like the field froze because they watered it and then it froze. Oh, <laughs> so uh, but fortunately, I think the weather's supposed to be around like 40, yeah. which was what it was on Sunday. It was actually really nice Friday. It was like 60 degrees at Rutgers. Oh, what wow. a, it was amazing. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I don't think it should be too crazy, but it definitely could be if it were to drop, you know, into the 30s or the 20s. It would be extremely, you know, just a little bit different to play in. Is it a faster moving game, though, when the ground is colder and, and harder? Mm, yeah, I don't actually know. Okay. I have no That's idea. Right. Sorry. <laughs> a little science. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thanks. Thanks. Last, yeah, last question ahead. for me is just how many people have you heard from in the last 12 hours? Like, you, did you have the whole, like, a bunch of text messages? Who, who maybe was the most obscure person that reached out obscure after that? Obscure person. Oh, my gosh. There were just so many people coming out of the woodwork. You're like, oh, didn't right. know I was this popular. <laughs> I'm not very popular. I don't know. I don't, I don't have a million friends, you know. So it was definitely nice. I think the coolest ones were just hearing from other coaches that you respect, mm. you know, Jen Averill from Wake to hear from her and just to get some words of wisdom and encouragement of like, hey, really just sink into this moment and enjoy it, you know, as much as you can because it is. It's so special. It's kind of obviously the national championship is the pinnacle, but I mean, some people go their whole career and they never make a final yeah. four. So yeah. it's one of those things. We're just trying to be really grateful um, to Jesus and just enjoy it with each other because it is. It's super cool and fun to be a part of. Last question for me, and and this is a personal question. Yep. I've teased you about this before. You're the most even personality I know. Like, I think you could win the lottery and you're like, yeah, guys, this is great. It's just another day in the <laughs> office. This where one, yeah, where right. do you get this just even kill? And were you like that as a player? Cool. Yeah, as a like the kid growing part, up? I don't even think I'm like that. So that's what's funny. <laughs> I think it just depends the moment that I'm in. Like, I feel growing up with my dad, I've heard him say this a million different times in different circumstances, like when he's winning a bunch of state championships in every different sport. And I think it is an expectation growing up in his household 
um, not with pressure, but just like if you were to ask him, he'd say, yeah, I expected you to do this. Mm. You know, it doesn't come mm. as a surprise or a shock to him. So I think when I take the emotion out of it and I just get to talk about it, I'm like, wait, I do expect this. I can, you know what yeah. I mean? I, I think that we can be here. I wouldn't be coaching at this level if I didn't think that I could, you know, hopefully use the gifts that God's given me to to win a national championship or to help put a team in a position to do so. So I think that's it. But on the sideline, I think you you might think of me with a little little different narrative because it can get crazy, <laughs> but I don't know. Well, good stuff. Nikki, thanks for taking the time. Final four bound. Great stuff, and congratulations. Thank you so much. All right, again, the Flames head off to Ann Arbor, Michigan, noon on Friday, taking on Maryland, and this is going to be quite the battle. You heard it there from Coach Blocker, Maryland, a team that has racked up some national championships. So, again, the Lady Flames have their hands full, Matt, but we've seen all year long. They This is it just has a, an aura about this year. It's a little bit of magic behind yeah. this team. Well, they can score a ton. That yes. helps. They're top-scoring yeah. team in the country. And, I mean, we even said it last year. I remember sitting on this, this very podcast saying this could be – the Liberty team mm -hmm. to win a national championship. Yeah. This could be it. Yeah. And obviously they got left out. They could have gone on this kind of run last year, but here they are knocking on the door. How special would yeah. that be? You know, you think of all the, the sports that people talk about for field hockey to do it. And Oh, by the way, when people start mentioning, Oh, you know, those Liberty's got a lot of great coaches, you know, Richie yeah. McKay, Hugh, <laughs> right. Nikki Parsley block yes. his name better always be mentioned yeah. in whatever list that, that people mention because she is, that good. And remember, like, it's not like she's been a head coach for 20 years. Oh, I know. Yeah. Like, imagine how, what the program's done this year, not to take away from this special run. But I mean, we're kind of media, so we can kind of do this. Yeah. Like, let's think forward. Like, how special could this program oh, be yeah. in the next decade right. plus? If already in this, it's young history, it's having this kind of success. Well, we saw what happened with Liberty basketball. You win one game in the tournament, and right. all of a sudden, the recruits that are interested in your program go up a couple notches and you have to think you make it to the final four. Like people are like, yeah. what's this Liberty field hockey team all about? And then you always hear football coaches say, get them on campus. It's a done That's right. deal. And That's exactly. Right. I believe that'd be the same case. You know one, one I will say this before we move on and talk hoops, whoever's running, you know, the field hockey final four, if you need a couple broadcasters, <laughs> Matt and I, we could come up there on Friday yeah, at noon yeah, that we, yeah. you know, just Red schedule just, is clear. Yeah. Just let us know. We yeah. could, we could help you out. <laughs> All right. Let's talk Liberty basketball. Yeah. Big game coming up tonight against LSU, but Matt, you got to call the game last week against Regent. That was a blowout. So I don't know how much you can take away from that, but it was fun at least. Oh man. It was a blast, yeah. right? And you know, you've been called a couple of the women's games in the building and stuff, but to see sell out, yeah. packed just the 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 buzz in the arena and yeah it was a blowout and it was over very quickly yeah. so you can only imagine you know like that mizzou game and the games right. that are, are tight you know what that building's going to be like but incredibly exciting honestly that game was best case scenario in a few in a few regards you had darius mcgee go off 21 points yeah. so you want to see him start the season well you had the freshmen both find success in their debut vincent 13 points Brody Peebles had 10 points, 10 different players scored. And then you think in a game like that, well, sometimes it gets a little sloppy. Sometimes the effort may not be that. Like, the effort was there the entire night. Yeah. They gave up 24 points, the fewest they've ever allowed in a game. And Naz and I were talking in the game, like, they had this a steal with, like, 30 seconds left. Yeah. They were locked in. Mm -hmm. That led to the alley-oop to Vincent that everybody was talking about. Like, there was no let up. And so Richie McKay had to be thrilled yeah. with that type of effort. How much do you think of that as the crowd? Like, you oh, know, I'm sure. It previously, Vine Center, like you'd get a decent crowd, but it was such a big venue that 
the atmosphere wasn't the same. Yeah. You have to think just that many people. And it's a cozy little place. Like when you walk in, I'll be honest, the first time I walked in, I was like, man, this is not as big as I thought it was going to be. Yeah. But then when you get down on the floor, like we've had the opportunity to do this year to call some games and people start to fill in. You're like, oh, this is like, yeah. this is what it's all about. You have to think just the energy coming from Flames Nation in the stands helps them stay dialed in. It almost seemed like, and maybe not in this game, but I would have been as a player, like two minutes in, be like, I got to get out. I need a break. I would have just spent, <laughs> I would have just spent myself. You know right. what I mean? Like you yes. just like get so amped up yeah. with that, the crowd and the buzz and the noise. Like it was an hour before the game and people are starting to fill the seats. That that oh, that's great. was awesome. Yeah. yeah. I loved what they did. They had like a party beforehand yep. for the game. And yeah, Liberty did I think there job. were even some students that couldn't even get in because really? they, they maxed out, you know, the student seating. Yeah. Which that's what you want. And that's what Naz and I were talking about. Like maybe, maybe it turns into you've got Camp McKay. You're sleeping oh, outside like the gym, yeah. wanting to be first in line to get into that Mizzou yeah. game or whatever. And so you're one of the student, get one of those student tickets. Like maybe, maybe we need to start Camp McKay, you yeah. know? You're going to have to get the hot pockets a few out. Tents. You know? yeah, it's it going to be cold. a little chilly out there. Yeah, yeah. that's going to be a lot of fun. I think, you know, I will say this. I They're in the situation now where it's going to be like Liberty Hockey. And I say, like everybody's like, Liberty Hockey is so popular on campus. Why is that? It's just fun. Like right. You get in there with 3,000 people and it's just a great atmosphere. Great to see game one for Liberty basketball that way. And that's going to catch fire. Word of mouth right. is going to spread. And then everybody's going to want to be in that building. I think attendance is going to be top notch the rest of the well, year. Well, that's why people are like, oh, 4,000. That seems too small, whatever. But that is the argument to, right. to building a building like this is like, you don't want to miss it. Mm -hmm. You want to be here. You're going to do whatever it takes to get here. 100%. And it is a hot ticket yeah. that people feel like they have to get. Look, tonight, big game, LSU, LSU. coming up. What, uh, what do you expect? You're well, obviously a very different opponent right, than region. Right, LSU's 2-0. They beat ULM 101-39 in their Ooh, first game. Wow. A little bit closer, they beat Texas State uh, on Saturday. I think it was 84-59. So they're a team that lost a bunch of guys last year. 55 points per game left and went to the pros. Uh, their best player is a guy named Darius Days, who, who declared for the NBA and changed his mind. He's He had 30 in their first game. They have a freshman ret named Alex Fudge. Do with that what you want. I don't really have much beyond that. Uh, and then, so another guy that actually Liberty saw last year, Xavier Pinson, transfer point guard from Mizzou. He's really athletic, so they saw him. LSU shot 47% from three through the first two games. Wow. If they continue to shoot it like that, that's, that's trouble. Yeah. That's trouble. So you, you have to hope they cool off a little bit from beyond the arc. But the, yeah, this will be a really good test for Liberty. And I think, you know, Richie McKay is excited to see it. We've said there's some really difficult games in the non-con. No. Yeah. This being one of them. And this team, you know, yeah. may well take a few lumps, but they're going to learn a lot. And I, again, when commerce play rolls around, I think they'll be ready. But this will be a, a really good kind of measuring stick game to see where they're at. Yeah. When, you know, and I know it was Regent, and I know it was a, a blowout in the Flames. You know, there's a, a disparity in talent, sure. but you see the young guys like Peebles and Vince Ant. How did you feel they fit into the defensive scheme? Because that's the big part of right. McKay's system. Yeah, Vincent's going to be just fine. Yeah, yeah okay. he, he, he's, <laughs> he's athletic, yeah. and he is a, a really good defender. Peebles has further to go defensively, but like he is an elite scorer, and he didn't even shoot it that well from beyond the arc. I think he, he missed his first three three-point attempts, uh, but he's going to be a really good scorer. Kyle Rode was was an interesting guy in that game because we talked so much about who's playing point and and Richie alluded to like maybe we run the offense through Kyle Rode a little bit more. I mean he had seven assists, uh, only yeah. three points, so eight rebounds, seven assists, and in that first half he hadn't scored. Maybe he scored late in the first half, but most of it he hadn't scored. He had five assists like in the first four minutes. Yeah. Like wow. he's just going to be a table setter and a guy yeah. that creates. Uh, so I don't know. Yeah, it's hard. You get all excited. Yeah. It is Regent. 
Uh, you know, they're, they're not good. But for Liberty's sake, all those things that you wanted to see, you mm-hmm. saw, and, and they didn't seem to take it lightly, which they yeah. honestly could have and yeah. still won by 30. You know what I mean? Yeah. I get this question a lot. I'm sure you yeah. do even more. And that is, why doesn't Liberty, like, schedule better teams at home? And I think everybody has to realize, and I've seen it posted on forums as well. Yeah. Nobody wants to come here. No. Like, that's that's the honest truth. And you can't force them. Like, yeah. you can't say, you're coming to Liberty. Like, that's how it is. It's just impossible. And when you have a team like LU, who is a, you know, a great mid-major program. And I was talking to, the reason I'm thinking about this is I was speaking to the Ohio Bobcats women's coach. Yeah. And, you know, if you lose a game like that, if you're another mid-major coming into LU, you want the opportunity to get an at-large bid, potentially have a great season. You don't want to risk that. That's their thought process. Coming to Liberty and suffering a bad loss because then all of a sudden that hope and dream is probably gone so for everybody out there i'm not complaining at you but just trying to bring yeah. a little clarity to the situation it's going to be tough for the flames to bring in some of these names that you want to see just because frankly they're they don't want to risk getting beat which honestly kind of confuses me and i've had conversations with coaches on the staff about this as well and like, if you are a good mid-major program in another one-bid league, yeah. who cares? <laughs> I'm, I'm with you. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, so you go to Liberty and lose. Well, you probably got better and learned something yes. about your team. And in the end, it doesn't matter. Like, if Liberty goes, like, in all honesty, if Liberty goes and loses one of these non-conference games, that's not going to make or break their season because no. in the end, they're playing in the, the A-Sun and you have to win the tournament to get yeah. into the big dance. Mm-hmm. So, like... From from Liberty's perspective, get as many of these difficult games as you can. Win or lose, you're going to get better. You're, you're going to learn something about your team. Yeah. And then you hope when you get in those tough games later on, pressure pack games in the A-Sun tournament, well, you played at LSU. You've played at big yeah. environments before, and you're ready for it. Yeah, I don't get that mindset. No. And you don't see it in some of the other sports. Like baseball is one where everybody will play yeah. anybody. You know, like ACC teams come here all the time. And I know it's a little bit different, but like, and you would think as a coach, you would want to push your team a little bit and try yeah. to stretch them in some tough environments. But yeah, you like, you know, you hear Richie say like, we can't, we can't get people to come here. I agree with you. In baseball, there is this mindset. And I, I almost wonder if it's a mindset with the coaches and also the voting committee who makes the top 25. It's like, okay, you know, it's baseball. You lose one. It's going to happen. Like, it's just going to happen. You're going to lose a game. I almost right. You play that, 60, whatever. Yeah. You know, I almost yeah. wish that would, because basketball season's long as it right. is too. You almost wish that would kind of trickle into that. Because there's so many good regional teams around here. Like I've pitched the idea, and well, not publicly. Now maybe now's the time. You want to? You want to? Yeah. I pitched the idea. Liberty ought to establish some sort of inter Virginia tournament, like an Old Dominion showdown. Right. Like so, like you you get like a VCU or a Richmond or Old Dominion or uh, you know you, you have all these schools that you could whether it's four teams or whatever it rotates between site between schools like. We televise it. Oh, you know what I mean? You could <laughs> yeah. sell advertising. I'm sure you can make money sure. on it. Like, I think Iowa does this with like Northern Iowa, Iowa State, Iowa, and maybe Drake. Like, that would be, I think people would watch it. People would care. You'd have fa- all these fan bases traveling to whatever site to see this. Yeah. And then, you know, you wouldn't be able to get your UVAs or Virginia Techs to probably get on board, but who cares? You, you declare yourself the king of Virginia and, <laughs> and they didn't show up. So, and then you're the best team in Virginia right. and you move forward with a giant trophy. Like yeah. it, it all makes sense, Rhett. It does. That would be a lot of fun. Wouldn't that be great? Oh, that'd be huge. Like it would catch. That's what NCAA athletics should be yeah. all about. It's just those We're losing all this battles. regional stuff yeah. with all the conference realignment. Uh, like this, yeah. that would be a way to try to like really build something in no, early in the year. That'd be awesome. All right. We'll talk Lady Flames here real quick. Yeah. And they, 
uh, smoked Belmont Abbey in the first game, similar situation to that of Regent. But then game two, Ohio, that was a, a battle. I had my doubts down the stretch. Yeah, I, I did too. I was talking to Kelly and I just said, you know, I think Liberty in this situation is the better team. But when you have a player like CC Hooks on their side and CC Hooks was uh, draft eligible to mm. uh, WNBA last season, came in as the active leading scorer in the NCAA. Wow. So she gets the job done, yeah, yeah, yeah. right? It's like, oh, a close game like that. Sometimes it always tips in the favor of the player that has, you know, the team that has yeah. the star, but not the case. LU held it together. Um, a couple big free throws coming by the way of Bridget Retstat, who had, unfortunately for her, I know that was a big game for her because she's Ohio native. Yeah. Ohio did not recruit her at all, so she wanted to play big. And also, she had a high school rival on the I other side. I heard you side. say that, yeah. Um, not the best shooting night for her, but she did knock down two big shots from the stripe at the end to seal the deal for LU. So that was uh, that was big I, for them. I was with you on a play late where it was a D Brown that yeah, in- inbounded, off the rim? threw it yes. inbound. Hit her own rim, you know the rim that the, the goal that Liberty's shooting at. Hit it, bounced mm-hmm. off the rim, and then she grabbed was the first person yeah. to touch it. I didn't think and that there was, was some legal. confusion. Even the Ohio yeah. coach was asking about that, and there was a whole lot of confusion after that. We didn't right. know what was that. That game was just kind of ground to a halt oh, there goodness. over the past few minutes. <laughs> but I've never that. seen that before. Right. So I think everybody was kind of like, "Wait, w- yeah. what do we do here?" I felt good in that moment because Kelly Deo, who I call games with, is a, has been is a national yeah, champion right. in two thousand one, and I stumped her on that. I was like, oh, okay, that was a good question. Yeah, you know, yeah. I was like, yeah, something just does not seem right here. Watching the Flames, I will say this. Yeah. The bigs are legit on this group. Like when you have uh, Jordan Bailey, who is coming from Old Dominion, had not played a game in 689 days. Wow. And in her first two games as a Flame, like last game, she got nine points and I think just under 10 minutes. They mm. didn't play her ton, but she looks like she has the capability of breaking out and being a real important piece for LU. Uh, Maya Berkman has she just been great. a monster. Yeah, and I felt bad for her. I could tell she's a little frustrated with herself at the end of the game for missing two f- key free throws, but she'd been stellar all night long. Listen, bottom line is I feel like this is a game some past Lady Flames teams would have let slip away. Yes. And they found a way to get it done. Mm-hmm. And 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 you kind of – there's that whole thing, learn how to win. You, some yeah. teams have to learn how to win or just learn how to handle those moments down the stretch. Mm-hmm. And you can kind of, okay, we found yeah. a way. We found a right. way. Now we've been there, and now hopefully they continue to grow. Last thing I'll say is, similar to Kyle Road, Bridget yeah. Redstat, I think the offense needs to run through her from up high. Mm. Man, she had eight assists on wow. the night, eight or nine assists. She was close to, if she had a good shooting night, she was right on the edge of a triple-double. But wow. she can just whip it in there, like post-to-post passes. Uh, she always practices her guard skills for a big in at this level, so she has been just Tremendous so far. Who's who they who do they well, have next? Yeah. Next up, JMU on Thursday. Here, yeah, right? yeah. Oh, yeah. The first fun. four games at home. This yeah. is the first time since. Oh man, I can't. Is I can't it JMU and then Virginia Tech? No, it's JMU then Memphis okay. next Tuesday, and then Virginia Tech is in okay. December. Okay. I think okay. that's uh, right around the time Mizzou comes in gotcha. to, gotcha. to play on the guys. But yeah, yeah, it's good. Schedule. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. All right, uh, conference realignment. Yeah. We won't, there's been a lot of talk about yeah. this, and we won't hammer it too much here but did you read the the wku article that was i <laughs> love the fact was just that, yeah it's like we would have gone to the mac yeah if they invite us again we'll definitely go to the mac right and we'll for now we'll just kind of yeah. wait i will you know i'll throw it out there for those of you that haven't had an opportunity to read it or don't know what we're talking about the ad of, of western kentucky pretty much had a tell-all conversation yeah. And uh, if you go on Twitter, you'll be able to find it. I know Damien Sordolet, who, who's the beat writer for Liberty Flames, either retweeted it or favorited it. So you can find it that way. But it was a great article just about 
all the the roller coaster ride of Conference USA through Conference realignment, the original idea that JMU and Liberty was going to join, but then when Southern Miss left, Liberty and JMU were like, uh, uh, I'm not sure about this now. And you know, JMU goes to um, the Sun Belt, so yep. just a lot of twists and turns. But I will get to this, and that is with Middle Tennessee staying and Western Kentucky staying, the conference feels so much better in my mind. And I was, I understood the decision by Ian McCall. You see a lot yeah. of people online again saying, why are we doing this exactly? But it is a, you have to take a small step to get to where you want to be. You have to take that first it. step. And that's exactly the case here. But I love the fact for basketball, yeah. honestly, Western Kentucky staying, that's, that's going to be great oh, yeah. in the future. No, I'm with you. I think at first I was like a lot of people when all the news start breaking where I'm like, ah, I mean, are you just, is this kind of a conference of leftovers? Who's even going to be there? Yeah. Like, who wants yeah. to be there? But keeping Western Kentucky Mill since he helps. And then kind of the more you read, the more you hear. I do think you're right. To get where Liberty eventually wants to go, you have to have a stop in between. Yes. You can't go there from a football sense, from independent. Mm-hmm. So I think this is the right move. Uh, despite what, and you and I have talked, so many Liberty fans I read that do are just like, we just need to be in the ACC. It's like, well. <laughs> I know. You don't just get to choose, you know? It's not Again. like we're like, hey, Duke, put us on the schedule. Like, <laughs> yeah, it doesn't work yeah. that way. So, no, you need you need to find a home. And I do think there's great value in winning conference championships. Yeah, 100%. In football. And, and so, and Liberty should have, you know, if things continue the same way that they're going right now, Liberty should have a great chance to do that mm-hmm. right away. And so, uh, I, no, I am excited about it. There's some uh, unique travel situations involving that conference. Yeah. You have to head way west. But... Unfortunately, that's just where college athletics are right now. Yeah. Geography, as we said, doesn't really mean anything anymore. Yeah, it's kind of turned into a, a national look, to be yeah. honest. It's it's kind of crazy in that regard. But yeah, that's uh, go check out that Conference USA article for those of you listening. It was a good read. I was checking out again last night, just recapping on it, and uh, it was definitely worth your time. Liberty Hockey splitting a weekend series versus Ohio. Tough loss, honestly, in the second night. For the Flames, uh, dropping that one three to one to the Bobcats, who were 14th in the nation coming in. So the Flames had a couple quieter games uh, this weekend, but a team that, as it stands right now, and they're going to drop a little bit. They were third in the nation for a young group of guys, really talented program, and again, they have uh, I think it's 11 new faces on the team this year. So to be in the top five for as long as they have been, the future is bright for this group and the guy who. Uh, the calls with Pat Strawn says he believes next year's the year they're going to compete for a national title. He he has high hopes. Wow. So, yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun to watch this group moving forward. All right, last thing I've got is, of course, we still have football this week. Yeah, that's so, right. Yes. Uh, so we still have that. We probably should talk about right. that. Right, yeah, you know, yeah. you got Louisiana, number 22 in the AP poll coming in, 9-1 and one record. Their only loss came week one to Texas. Wow. They did – uh, Texas did to them what they could not to Kansas uh, this oh, past goodness. week. You saw that. But <laughs> so this will be a great game. Liberty, a seven point favorite is I, what yeah. the line opened up at. So that's interesting. And I'll say this if you're a student listening to this podcast, first of all, thank you so much. Yeah. Secondly, stick around for this game. I know everybody's eager to get home for Thanksgiving and take off oh, or whatever. Yeah. Stay. Stay for this one. For you sure. have a top 25 team coming to your building. Stay. Make a difference. Uh, Louisiana has played five one-possession games this season. They've won five uh, one-possession wow. games this season. So they play a lot of tight games. So far this year, they've ended up on the right side of basically all of them. So we'll see if Liberty, coming off a of bye week, which I'm sure they desperately needed, uh, we'll see if this can kind of get them kind of get them honed in. And if they come out firing, they played so well at home, have that long win streak. 
So uh, I, I think this could be a really fun one on Saturday. Oh, yeah. Saturday weather's going to be nice. There's no reason. You don't want to go home yet. No. Do you really want to go home? What's, what's at home? What's at home? What's <laughs> but, there yeah. that won't be there on Sunday? What, what do you hear from college kids all the time when they go home for, like, Thanksgiving or Christmas break? Complaints. They always say, so good, yeah, so right. great to be back. And, uh, yeah, so don't don't go so early. Just stick around. It's going to be a, a great game. And then the following uh, week against Army, it's going to be come home a little bit or, uh, come back to school a little bit earlier, catch that game as well. So, yeah, lots of fun stuff coming up in the, in the future for the Flames. I guess we don't really have a Matt's Minute. No, we don't. Yeah. we don't. Where is – you know, we, we didn't trounce Emily – at all in the show where is she today i have no idea oh that's good I uh, have that's no good idea. you know i hope she's enjoying herself yeah wherever yeah, she yeah, is yeah well hey everybody thanks for tuning in once again this has been the flame central podcast we'll catch you next week